We are going to be in Psalm 27. We're taking these few weeks to um, look in the Psalms. Last week we showed a little video that was an overview, and we looked at Psalm 1 and 2 as, um, as a foundation for the rest of the Psalms. And uh, today we're going to look at Psalm 27. Um, if you have a portion of the scriptures with you, I uh, invite you, I encourage you to, um, to open there. We're going to read it in just a um, couple minutes. Um, there is a lot of things, a lot of things in our world today that can cause us to fear. It may be um, a pandemic. It may be the waywardness of a child. It may be that there are more checks than there are cash at the end of the month. It may be your own personal health. Or as Matt led us in prayer today, it might be the state of our country. There are lots of things to cause us fear. This past week, I um, heard a story from uh, Megan MacArthur. Megan MacArthur was a... Um, flew on the space shuttle and was responsible for putting the Hubble uh, space teles telescope excuse me, into, into orbit. And um, she met a uh, good-looking young man when she was training to be an astronaut, and uh, they fell in love, and he became an astronaut as well. And they would often, they've both been in the shuttle a couple of times, um, but not together. Um, over time, they um, had a little boy, and um, when he was eight years old, his dad was uh, to fly in the space shuttle uh, one more time. And his mom and dad brought him to uh, their side and said, um, um, Dad's going up into space again. And so, um, as a worried uh, but yet strong young man, he and his mom stood on the roof at the space center and in the distance could see the rocket that uh, held the space shuttle. And as they were looking out and she being an astronaut, she knew uh, what was needed. She knew the dangers of going to space. And in an interview, she said, fear can come from the feeling of helplessness. Fear can come from the feeling of helplessness. She said, I am helpless to help my husband right now should something go wrong. And that causes me fear. And you may have been in that place yourself where you feel helpless. 
and it causes you fear. But then she went on and she said this. She said, having training and knowledge about what is to take place can help balance that fear. Knowing that NASA had done everything within its power to make sure that that um, shuttle flight was flawless. And she had knowledge of that, first-hand knowledge of that. She had been trained. And so she said as she watched that ship lift off, she could have a, uh, a sense of being okay. Though she was helpless to help. And some of you have been in that place where there is a sense of helplessness. Your life is in somebody else's hands. You want to help your child or your neighbor, but you can't. You want to help yourself, but you can't. What I hope that we'll be able to do this morning, at least in part, is to once again get a little knowledge, uh, a little understanding, a little training from God's word that can help us remain faithful even in the midst of our fear. I am no longer, as we sang, I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Last night, um, I wasn't feeling too well. Um, I had this pain in this part of my chest not excruciating, just a pain. It was annoying. But when you're 65 years old and overweight and you get a pain in your chest, you wonder. So like any strong individual, fearless, I told Linda I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I laid there for the longest time thinking about um, what might happen. Thinking about um, leaving family and friends. Thinking about um, I really wonder what heaven is all about. The problem with thinking is sometimes you think too much and you get fearful. Fearful because you don't know. I mean, you have faith, but let's be honest, there is this fear that resides in us at the same time because we just don't know. We may, in fact, feel Helpless. But we don't want to be um, 
foolish. And we don't want to seem to be chicken. So we push down that fear and we put away that pain. And even though we're feeling fear, we know that as a Christian, a follower of Jesus, we shouldn't be fearful. The scriptures tell us that. And yet we are. A number of years ago, I had a, um, I don't know how you call it, I had a nervous breakdown. I'm a pastor. I've been chosen by God. My mom dedicated me to the Lord in her womb. The song that we sang was incredibly powerful today. While I was in the womb, you chose me. And I've had uh, an excellent life, a good life. I've got good kids and a great wife. And, um, but yet, something inside of me broke. And in that brokenness and in that time of, of healing, there was great fear. Fear that you would ever get better. Trust in the faithfulness of God. And I'll be very honest with you, the church doesn't help ha, um, deal with that kind of illness very well. And when I shared with the church, I had people come up to me and say, well, if you just would pray more, this wouldn't happen to you. I felt like asking them to leave the church, but if you would just spend more time in God's word, you'll be okay. When was the last time you said that to somebody who was suffering with cancer? If you just spend more time in God's words, you'll be okay. No, you need, maybe need a surgeon. And I'm not saying that God is not able to heal. I firmly believe that God is able to miraculously heal and that is what I pray for for people. I start there. But I share all this to say there are times as God's children, chosen ones, redeemed ones, that we seek to remain faithful and we, should, we know to remain faithful and yet we cry out to God and say, why? Or what now? I think the psalmist today um, gives us some hope. Psalm 27, the Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversary and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. 
Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Now my head shall be lifted up above all my enemies around me. I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. That would have been a great place for David to stop his song with high praise to the Lord, being held in his tent, in his protection. I was just read in Isaiah that the floods will come, and yet God lifts us up on a rock. But David doesn't stop there with praise, he moves from confidence. To crying out, hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. Oh, you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have left me, have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O oh Lord. Lead me on a level path. Because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me. They breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This psalm of David starts with this strong confidence in God who is his light and salvation. He declares, who shall I be afraid of? Who shall I fear? My enemies will fall down before me. God will hold me in his tent. No greater place than I desire to be, but in the presence of God, who is my salvation. He shall lift up my head above all my enemies. I will shout for joy. God is good. 
But something's going on in David's life to which calls him to move from confidence to crying out, God, be gracious to me. Hold me. You told me to seek your face. Your face I will seek, but don't turn your face away from me. I'm looking at you, God. Don't turn away. Don't hide from me. Don't be moved away in anger. I remember uh, during my healing process, um, taking a walk on a path and um, had been in therapy sessions. And if any of you know and have been in a therapy session, you know the wonderful job of the therapist is to dig up everything from your past that they can possibly dig up. It's an incredible, joyful experience. But I was on this path, having gone through one of those sessions and uh, not feeling very well in my spirit. And I remember yelling at God, not asking him or talking to him or praying or praising him. I said, God, I really don't think that you are there. I am doubting your existence right now. Now, there was enough in me, that Christian upbringing, that pastoral training to say, that was probably not a good thing to say. That's when, like in the Bible, the heavens open up, David says, and lightning comes down and destroys God's enemies. And... um, It was not a very smart thing to say. But it's how I felt. I felt, if I was honest, I mean, my my immediate response was, (laughs) dishonesty may cause God to forsake me. And as uh, David writes, that he will respond to me in anger. Fortunately, I didn't stay there very long. Fortunately, the spirit who promises never to leave me, never to forsake me, brought me back to my senses. But David knew, as you know, what it is to cry out. What it is to wonder if God is really there, and if he is there, that he is caring for you. Matt read the scripture today from Isaiah that the hairs on our head are numbered. Some of us make the job easier for God than others. We have a lot less hair to count. But God knows us. God cares about us. He will not forsake us. Even like a mother or father who have left, maybe they have passed away. They're not there to call anymore. David cries out, don't give me up to my adversaries. Because there are false witnesses, Lord, 
that have risen up against me. Lord, there are things in my very being that condemn me right now. Say I'm worthless. I have no part in the goodness of God. Wasn't that the most hopeful message you've received in a long time? Some of you are thinking, I should have just stayed in bed this morning. I mean, the music was good, the prayers were good, but that sermon, golly, left me feeling like a worm dried up on the driveway. I'm sorry about that. And let's see if we can bring some hope back in this thing at the end. It's interesting to know that this psalm is bookmarked by, or bookend, excuse me, bookend by um, verse 1 and verse 14. Where David starts, he finishes, even though it's messed up in the middle. The Lord is the light of my salvation. And he calls out the Lord in the Lord's name, the I am. He's not some lesser God. He is the creator, the sovereign one. David's salvation. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Others, myself, the events of life. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 14, we might want to put the word therefore. Therefore, wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Take courage. Wait for the Lord. It's the words that um, God gave to to Joshua. My six-year-old granddaughter shared with the this, this verse yesterday. Her memory verse for the week at school. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong. This is God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that the that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have success wherever you go. And he finishes the chapter by reminding Joshua that all you have commanded, or Joshua, excuse me, answers God, all that you have commanded us we will do. Wherever you see us, we will send us, we will go. 
Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Only be strong and courageous. David would answer that. David would say to Joshua, a hearty amen. Only be strong and courageous. God is my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. Therefore, I will wait for the Lord. I will be strong. I will have courage. I will wait for the Lord. We are called to wait, to be patient, to trust in not our faith or in our faithfulness, but in God's. There we find our hope, in God's faithfulness. So I'll wrap it up. When we are faced with fear, when you are faced with fear, whether that fear comes from the inside of you or it's something that is attacking you from the outside, first of all, remember who the Lord is and what the Lord does. Call that to memory, that God is strong, that he is sovereign, that he is creator, that he is good, that he is love, that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you ask or think, according to his power. Remember who the Lord is and what the Lord does and turn your heart to worship. Second, don't be afraid to cry out. Don't be, don't be afraid to shake your fist at the heavens. God can handle it. God understands it. As Jesus declared from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's okay to cry out to the Lord. And for those of you on the other side, let me give you a, an answer for you when someone comes to you and cries out to God before you. Just love them. Don't make it more difficult on them by putting more weight upon them. Just love them. Hold them. Don't preach. Just give peace. Let them cry out. It's okay to cry out. But then, number three, seek God's face as David says in, in verse 8, seek his face. Look toward him. He has not turned away from you. 
look toward him. And then wait. Wait. With as little trust and faith that you have, wait. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is good. Wait for him. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.